Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. There it is. Wow. How you doing? Didn't see uh, you there. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey there. <laughs> Why, You're doing a nice little painting today. You caught me mending my fences. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's feeling better, baby. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages. T- you know what? Oh, That's my. The first fuck up. That's oh, the first wow. Fuck up. Let's try it again. Right? Can you, can you, can, can, Three, can you, uh, two, yeah, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, the Dork Shared Universe and Geeks Worldwide Radio proudly present to you. And I mean, do we present to you the greatest? Not just sometimes the greatest, Nicholas, but always. Week in and week out, we are the greatest podcasting team in the world. I'm the backcracker, Dr. Joe. Your friendly neighborhood backcracker. I'm I Jesus Christ. He's Nick Fryer, the Fry guy. <laughs> Christ, did I? What the hell? No, I'm finally good. feeling better. And just, but welcome everyone to, you know our, to our little show. We are very excited this week. How you doing? I am doing great. No, it's like one of. So when I used to like, if you, whenever you like, don't pitch for a while. Believe me, I know what that life is is about. Where you don't pitch for a while, and then you get thrown into a game out of nowhere. Um, you, you have a lot of energy. Like you're fine. You're feeling good. You, have, you just haven't thrown in a while, so you're like you're throwing harder than normal, or at least it feels like you are. And then you just have no fucking idea where yeah. the ball's going that day, even more so than usual. That's what you're dealing with right now because you are back at full strength. But I'll tell you what, the energy is unparalleled. Still. <laughs> wow, that was that was epic. I don't think I've been that bad since we we first started. That was, uh, but well, you know what? Ridiculous. But uh, you know what? I'm I'm finally finally excited, Nicholas, to not feel like a big bag of shit, um, and you know to be able to breathe and to talk and not feel like uh, you know I've been smoking Marlboro Reds for eighty years. Um, That's good. So yeah, it's good. still it's still a little cloggy, still mm. a little cloggy. I might sound a little nasally for that. Yeah. I apologize, but uh, the energy's there. I'm feeling good. I think I think you sound fine. Like I actually noticed it. Like I before, I thought like you know I didn't think you sounded really that sick, but now it's like there's a noticeable <laughs> difference, uh, especially from a few weeks ago. Um, and good timing too, because of course we do have a Friar side chat planned for everybody this week. That's why you're seeing this episode labeled as "What's New in Comics for This Week," uh, which we're only going to be doing because that's what we do with our when we whenever we drop a Friar side chat for those new to us our show. Whether you're catching us maybe in audio form, maybe you're catching us over on Twitter or Doc's Twitch feed at Backcracker on Twitch or on the YouTube pan, uh, YouTube page. You can find our audio channels on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Geeks Worldwide, Radio, uh, what's it, uh, Amazon. So pretty much every major podcasting platform. And the reason that you want to subscribe there, other than just you're going to enjoy the show because we do a bunch of different stuff on this show. If you're a comic book fan, you're going to enjoy it. But also that's the only place you're going to find our Friarside chats. And over there, whenever we're doing those conversations, we talk to new creators in the industries, but we also talk to some titans in the industry too. And the one you're hearing from, might be a familiar voice on this show, uh, but you know what? It was a conversation that I've been dying to have for a while with this individual. So very excited with, with everything that we got to dig into there. Some stuff that's coming from a certain company over the course of next year. We got some insight, uh, some nuggets. So very excited about that stuff that's not out there yet. Uh, so definitely things to look forward to. Joe, I think we can tell the people who it's going to be, right? Actually, now that, now that I'm going through it. 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it, it seems like just yesterday we talked with Axel Alonzo from AWA Studios, but we've 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 developed a really good relationship with them, and and you you've been cooking up this idea, and so one of the first people we reached out to was uh, it was AWA because we want to take a look at the year ahead, right? It's, yep. it's January, it's 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 everything is hope springs eternal, everything is uh-huh. anew, and we want to not just talk about something that's you know out now or you know we wanted we really wanted to focus on like what the year ahead will look like Mm -hmm. not just from a comic books perspective but also possibly from a tv uh and and movie perspective as well as we got some really great insight yeah into all things cooking awa so very excited about that always enjoy our chats with axel and uh it's it's uh it's pretty 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 good I would say so. And like Joe said, we, we're trying to work on some more stuff behind the scenes. We have an idea in mind that uh, we want that we're working towards right now and love kicking it off with Axel, even though we just talked to him recently. Like I said, this is an idea that this specifically talking to him at the start of the year was something that I wanted to do well before we talked to him about the resistance collected edition that came out uh, over the holiday season. Something definitely worth picking up at your local comic shop. If you're still new to AWA. Um, But I will say too, uh, you guys got to listen for the full details, but there's a certain comics publisher who wrote a book that Axel edited years and years ago. That's considered one of the greatest comics of all time definitely a household comic book writer name for among comic book fans that has another thing coming out with awa i believe this creator's second book with awa i don't think there's been more um but we'll leave it at that you guys are gonna have to listen to the fireside chat to figure out what to learn about what that is and what the theme is and everything there uh let's get into catching up joe uh what have you been reading that's not coming out this week since we last convened uh, so I caught up on Darth Vader. I was a couple issues behind. Mm. Uh, not as far behind as I thought I was. So that was good. So uh, issues 27, 28, 29, because 30 dropped this week. Uh, Stillwater, 17. Thought that was the end. I was pretty sure I read somewhere that that was going to be the last issue. It is not. Oh, There's a, there's at least one more. Uh, so very excited about that because I was, I, was I was holding off reading it because I wasn't ready to give it up. Uh, but my chip, he's giving me more, baby. Um <laughs> <laughs> it still gets me. <laughs> and then uh lastly uh shang chi master of the ten rings issue one i thought this was going to be and the mm-hmm. way it was described was the last arc of uh jean yen lung's luang's uh i'm butchering everything today uh mm-hmm. run with uh shang chi mm-hmm. so i was expecting another five six issue arc i read this issue and at the end of it it says the end Man, come on! It was really good, <sighs> and they could have really taken the story. Um, like you could have done a full arc with what we we got here. So, unless it's a it's an okie doke and it's like this was a one shot, and then they'll be. But it doesn't. I don't get that sense because we know that he's going over to DC uh, and doing some stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, it was really good, but I, I was bummed out about that. That's too bad. That's too bad, but I'm glad he ended it. You were left wanting more still in the end. As much as you want more, like that's always, I'd say, always a better thing uh, to feel coming out of most most stories. Like, yeah, he to- was. Yeah, I mean, it was just a surprising run that he mm-hmm. had on Shang Chi. I never would. You know, the only reason why I picked it up was because the movie was coming out, and I wanted to, you know, talk about Shang Chi. Um, on the show as the movie was coming out because maybe yeah. we could have gotten some insight from that, and I. 
not only when I first read it, I said, oh, this is good enough to talk on the show, but mm-hmm. I really started to enjoy it over the past couple of years. So mm. it's a bummer. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, and it says a lot too when you, you know, I know you you had to catch up this week, but by and large, you did a pretty good job of staying on top of Shang-Chi. And as much as like Joe and I try to stay on top of everything, it's difficult because, you know, there are so many books, we have access to so much, and we have certain titles that we like more than others. I mean, it's just the way it is. So for it to be one that was at the top of your priority list every single week, you know, if you're ever trying to read between the lines, but that is, that is a good way to kind of see where things are at. If, if there's a series that we're talking about every month that this book is coming out, usually we feel pretty strongly about that. Um, as for me, there is a title that I had to catch up on that I do feel pretty strongly about. I'll get to that in a second. But a little surprise that I found when I was going to my now local comic shop, Merrimack Comics and Games in New Hampshire, um, I went to, I, I found uh, this comic called Darkland that uh, the writer on this is Nicholas Black. The artist is Serge Acuna. And I believe Serge Acuna is someone that I've seen, like I've seen previously more so on Instagram than anywhere else. I'm not sure if I've seen Serge's work elsewhere, but uh, I was interested when I looked at the cover. Um, and it was like, it was a solid first issue. I'm interested. I want to give this more a look. Um, it's a scout book, which we've read some scout stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know if we've done mainline scout stuff though. I don't think so. Yeah, so there there have been some scout titles that I've been interested in, and then just you know sometimes if you don't add it to your pull list, right? It's just it's harder to come by, you know. So, anyways, um, I'm gonna be giving Darkland a look with the second issue, but I was I was interested in that one, and then the other one is actually gonna take us into what's new, Joe. Uh, Ghost Rider issue nine, issue ten is out this week. Um, you know, I, I, if you don't mind, before we go through all of them, I'm just going to start on, on Ghost Rider just because, you know, why not? Um, so issue 10 out this week, Benjamin Percy, Corey Smith with uh, David Cutler also doing some of the artwork in there. Between these last two issues, man, like in general, this, the artwork on this series has been awesome. It's immensely metal. It's very horror. And I mean, you marry those two things together. They're like, I mean, they're like sisters, really. And it works out perfectly and i've really enjoyed this and there's some of the imagery in this too even when you're getting you know i I love a good silent panel but in general when i think of an impactful silent panel i don't always think about the the action necessarily i think more like it's like something was said and then people in the room just like they 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 don't say anything and then you have to read their body language i always find that very interesting but with with um with Ghost Rider, we've had there, there were some action moments in issue nine, and then there's some in issue in issue ten where maybe there's like you know like a sound effect in there, but there's not a whole lot of there's not narration or dialogue, which can happen a lot in in um, in comics, which just in the course of action sequence, someone's going through their inter, in, you know monologue or making witty jokes, whatever, and I, we're not getting that here. I love love you know those, those moments um i think benjamin percy and, and Corey smith do a great job with those and then just by and large and again as i'm scrolling through all this too it, it gets so nasty uh throughout the course of everything and some of the, the they're they've done if they've done one if the art team has done a good job of one thing throughout this entire series it is utilizing all of Ghost Rider's look. We have like these moments where it's just like this could be a cover or this could be a splash page or maybe even a spread on its own. And it's a panel on a on a on an awesome page in general, but it's just that one image that just stands out. And I feel like we get three or four of those every issue. 
And I'm not saying that, you know, other, whether it's, you know, big two or indies that we don't get panels that we love you. And I definitely have that happen all the time, but I feel like with ghost Rider here, where it's a series that when we had Benjamin Percy on, he'd said how like, you know, Ghost Rider doesn't usually get that much leeway. Like it's one, two arcs, and then that's kind of it. I feel like he and his artists that he's worked with, because not just Ben Corey Smith, have made the most of this opportunity and have really, again, you get a good story throughout all of it, but you always are always left with certain images that really stick with you and are just like, wow, this was, this kicked ass. Well, the the thing that sticks out with me, I believe, it was issue issue nine, which you you, you just read, was the uh, the alley scene mm-hmm. uh, where he's full Ghost Rider, and, and mm-hmm. then he sort of he's coming back from that. Like that that really stuck out to me. I haven't read issue ten yet, but issue nine was was fucking, and it just keeps getting you know better and better. It just keeps getting ramped up, and we talk we talk about like writers having great commands of characters. We already know that Percy has a great command of wolverine partly because i think he is wolverine right but we talk about it with tom taylor and nightwing we talk about it with chip zadarsky and and daredevil you know there's just certain writers they they get certain characters and i love that you know you've got these sort of second tier characters you know getting getting that love i'm not calling wolverine or daredevil right but like ghost rider right for example Mm -hmm. nightwing right those are characters that like they aren't in the upper pantheon, but they might be in Nightwing's case, the tier below, and in Ghost Rider's case, yeah, wait, tier wait. or two below, right? Yep. And so for them to be elevated like that, it's it's excellent. And, and yeah, personally, like you, I, I've like I said, I've said this many times. We're talking about this series. I've never read Ghost Rider a day in my life. He scared the piss out of me when I was a kid and mm-hmm. freaked me out. And so it was never something I gravitated towards. And now, like I didn't read today, I'll read it tomorrow. Like I yep. will make sure, like. Ghost Rider will, you know, be be on a catching up. So, hundred percent a TLDR worthy book. Obviously, everybody knows the rules by now. If you're new to the show, Joe and I are both reading this, so we won't talk about it at length on the mainline episode. But if one of us was, guarantee we would we would devote mm-hmm. a full episode to this. And also, you brought up like the alley and everything. Just looking at um, some of the action stuff again from issue nine. Issue ten was great, and that's the one that came out this week. But looking at issue nine too, there's one moment again, like you have Ghost Rider. You're going across a couple panels, but in the panel that he's mainly in, no vault, no, no words, no sound effects, nothing. And you just got him by the chain, you and you know he's hooked on to the subway. And it's just like this is this is perfect. Like this could totally be a cover. This could be a spread splash. It's just like they did a great job. They, they've done a great job. And I feel and they've set up where you know if if Percy has to end it after the 12th issue, then okay, it'll be like, fine. I'm not gonna be happy about it, but I'll understand. Um, it's been a fun ride, all that. But if he wants to go into a third arc or more, that's very much set up to happen, um, you know, based on especially with everything that we learn in the course of issue 10. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So now now that I've uh, we've gone things in reverse order, uh, why don't you take us through what's coming out from Marvel this week? OK, so we have uh, the Amazing Spider-Man issue 17, Moon Knight issue 19, X-Men issue 18. I am borderline we'll see how this issue goes but i'm i'm thinking oh. i'm thinking about like i don't know if i can do this much longer yeah. uh we have wolverine issue 29 darth vader issue 30 carnage issue 9 uh miles morales spider-man issue 2 legion of x issue 9 predator issue 6 mary jane and black cat issue 2 um black panther issue 13 
Captain America Symbol of Truth issue 9, Star Wars High Republic issue 4, Savage Avengers issue 9, Dark Web Miss Marvel issue 2, Monica Rambeau issue 2, Avengers War Across Time issue 1, The Mandalorian issue 7, Tiger Division issue 3, and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur issue 2, and last but certainly not least, my chip, my (laughs) chip, my chip, Daredevil um issue seven i mean just did you read this one nicholas yes i did yes excellent okay excellent just everything that you know that has built up to this point the war that's coming you know what 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 this what this second run has has been building towards and, and what zadarsky has been doing with it is he's trying you know, to really have Matt Murdock and Daredevil make an impact more than just as a crime fighter, um, more than just a lawyer, right? Like they have this war that he's got to prepare for and he's trying, he's, he's coming at it from a different angle mm-hmm. and he's recruited. He, he broke all, you know, all these characters out of prison. He's trying to reform them. And to do so in a way that's not like patronizing or um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but he's he's just trying to, you know, get them back on the right path. And we, we, we've we seen this one character that he's sort of, you know, that, that sort of taken the spotlight there a bit. And then what happens with him at the end of this issue? Mm. Um, and then the way it's just it's just yeah. so good. It's just everything about it. What You know the action the writing the art like everything about daredevil over the past three plus years has just been excellent and it hasn't mm-hmm. slowed down and i just this this issue like what it's building um tremendous yeah so uh the one one of the things that really jumped out to me at reading is i mean it's the first page um i believe this is rafael de la torre not chichetto because it was both of them on this issue but i feel like the style just felt a little different for some like certain images but you know still in the same ballpark but the first the image on the first page we have punisher in his old logo in his old shirt then we get high the high priestess and then punisher in his um, new logo and obviously the swords and everything like that. Punisher looks great. Like definitely like, like would love to see if I'm ass- again, assuming this is De La Torre um, would love to see him drawing some Punisher um, down the line. But the, the image of the high priestess is very different than anything we've gotten in the Punisher mm-hmm. mainline um, and obviously different art team there and everything. And it's been great. Like I have no issues, but I'll tell you what this, this high priestess here, like, Oh, I ain't messing around with this lady. Like she's she's gonna fucking snap your neck when she's like turned around and not even and thinking about something else, and you have no clue what's going on. Like she's just you do not want to fuck around with her. Yeah. Um, so that, that, I, I love that image. There's a great tone center for me through this. But yeah, I, I, I again like we, when we had Chip on last, like he said, like this isn't this Daredevil run is not gonna go as long as his previous one did. Understandable, you know he's got Batman now. He's you know got other stuff and whatnot. Um, but like he's set up for he, he it's it's com- it's culminating with the with this war like yeah this but he war could do so much it, if he wants to. like again whoever takes over is going to be in a very interesting spot with the character well right they're almost going to have to start anew I think right because how 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 do you how do you do that right yeah. I think the way that this the, this last run that he's doing with with the character and and its and its role with 
with Punisher and everything that that story has been building up, everything that this is building up. Like, I, you know, it just it has that feeling like something epic is going to happen when this war finally comes to to fruition. Mm -hmm. And who knows what the casualties may be, right? We've we the way that Zadarsky took over uh, Daredevil in the first place, like. Daredevil had died, I, I believe, mm. and then they 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 brought him back, and that was you know the impetus of Zdarsky taking the character and running with it. You mm -hmm. know, yeah, something they, something is going to change here, mm -hmm. and it won't be the same Daredevil when this is done and Chip's not doing it. No, so, absolutely not. I I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. It's going to be a very interesting um opportunity. Like it's going to be a challenging opportunity for whoever writes the character next, but um I think it'll be I think it could be very interesting and something that I I'm I. You know, we're gonna we're both gonna be given a shot. I would assume you're gonna want to give a shot. Oh, of course. This is just gonna hurt this kind of your chip. <laughs> My chip. Know. My chip. Um, but let's move over to DC. Uh, so we got the Flash 790 out this week, along with Wonder Woman 7 795, Human Target issue 10, which by the way, a friend of the show, Rich Keefe, I think is a uh, become a human target fan if or something to that degree, right? Big fan, yeah, big yeah. fan, yeah. Um, you can, of course, hashtag dork for those unfamiliar for uh, for Keith and Davey. Um, Batman Urban Legends issue 23, Batman and the Joker Deadly Duo issue 3, that is the Mark Silvestri series, Lazarus Planet Alpha issue 1, I am Batman 17, you are Batman 17, they... We are Batman 17. Oh. I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> they are Batman 17, we are Batman 17 uh i'm not sorry even a little sorry about that uh danger street issue two batman inc issue four batman the animated series season three issue one batman scooby-doo mysteries issue four and then wildcats issue three um and i know coming out of the first issue of that i was like yeah it's okay like i need to see more you know I, I feel good about the series through the first three issues. I, I, th I feel like they've gone in a good direction. Um, and, I, you know, Matt Rosenberg knows how to write Grifter. So, I, you know, you have that. I feel comfortable powering through a little bit of stuff. And, obviously, Segovia is a, gr a good artist and everything. So, um, just wasn't sure I've coming out for the first issue how it was going to go. Second was good. Third was also good. Um, for those wondering, because I know I, I, I talked about that a while back. Um, what about um, Image? I know we got a couple books we want to break down. Yeah, just a touch, just a, just a smidge, just a mm. couple books this week. I mean, Christ, Marvel put out like 50 books this week. But anyways, mm. Image, we have Gunslinger Spawn, issue 16. Uh, Lemire had himself a week this week with Little Monsters, number 9, and 10,000 Black Feathers, issue 5. That concluded. Wow. Mm. That was good. I, oh. I, I wasn't expecting that to be, be done. But the wonderful thing is that his bone um, orchard uh, mythos is it's a, it's all a, a shared universe. Nice. So yeah. I got to catch up on some of the other titles and, and mm -hmm. see how these will all connect at some point. Um, Bloodstained Teeth issue eight, uh, time before time, which I talked about on the show not too long ago. Uh, issue nineteen is out this week. Um, Black Cloak issue one uh, that is written by Kelly Thompson, I believe. Mm -hmm. Spawn Unwanted Violence uh, issue one. Uh, written by Todd McFarlane. Uh, we have Two Graves, Issue 3. Uh, the Least We Can Do, Issue 5. Gospel, Issue 3. And then we've got two books we want to discuss, Nicholas. Uh, you choose. Um, hmm. I want to start. I'm going to start with The Dead Lucky. This is the one that I, I, I had wanted to uh, break down a little bit. The One of the big things for me in this is, well, I guess there's two. One, 
there's a character again we know this is all part of the massiverse shared universe there's a character who we've seen bounce around a little bit throughout the massiverse actually had um actually what had its own mini series in image um so you may know who that is that pops up in this issue fairly early on in this issue actually i think it's in the first like uh, you know three or four pages so that may already be out there in the previews but uh, that is a very cool character who i who i really enjoy seeing in the mix um and we've had this whole thing's been building up to this you know a big fight and everything like that and then you know waiting for that and excited for that and then things just uh, you know Things happen. We'll, we'll leave yeah. it at that. You know, you guys obviously want to go read it. You don't want to have things spoiled, but things happen. Uh, very interesting. L- love this title. And also, I will add to um, that uh, the dead lucky gets uh, BB gets um, BB gets something uh, that's handed to her that I'm thinking about the action figure for down the line. Great addition for the no, character. Yeah. A small, yeah, yeah. A small thing, um, you, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But I, I really like that addition to the character. And there are other characters, too, who we've seen brought in into the Masterverse um, that we've seen in Radiant Black. We've that, that like, you know, uh, take power from the Radiance um, that are thrown in the mix that are really cool. There's another character in here who I don't remember seeing Joe um previously but i saw this this individual thrown in the mix i was like who the fuck is that i need to see more of that character the one with the the orange in the in the character's look yeah because you know, I, I, I don't recall that character being in uh super massive last year so i wonder if we'll see that when the new super massive comes out uh shortly yeah and i thought uh, maybe that character was in radiant black um yeah, at I don't, some point i don't but think so i don't know i yeah, don't think so but it was really cool look it's you'll you guys will know when you see the character orange is like the it's not all over the place with this character but it's it's definitely there yeah it, it was a great design and i think the thing i liked about this issue the most was uh the layers of intrigue that were woven throughout mm. uh you know start middle and end right we we, we get some we get some great little wrinkles in there and some great storytelling. Uh, not that there, there hasn't been great storytelling in this series from the get-go, but I feel like this issue in particular, uh, there was just the, the intrigue level was like ratcheted up, you know, mm-hmm. a notch where I'm trying you, 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 you're putting the pieces together at, at you're, you know, you're figuring things out as sort of the characters are figuring things out and then you're dying to flip the next page to see what's going to happen and all that. So this was, this was an excellent issue again, just yeah. kind of keeps getting better, which is um, tremendous. Yeah. And I think this for me too, I think this was like, um like I've enjoyed all the issues of the dead lucky, but to me, I think this was like the biggest step for the, the story in general probably since the second issue um yeah probably since the second issue like it was just it was like the, the turns and everything and then the additions to the story and everything like that um so this is this is one of my favorite issues you know obviously early on for uh for this title but i really liked what what happened here and of course from melissa flores uh friend of the show yeah it's it's the, it's the best one by far and i can't wait for the next issue because that one should be uh figurative and literally explosive Yes, yes, I agree. There's another uh, friend of the show uh, uh, whose title that you want to talk about too, Joe. Uh, that had a book come up from Image this week. All against all, I've been I've been dying. Uh, this is um, um, Alex uh, Pactadel, uh, who we had on the show, uh, you know, early in the fall. And so I've been dying to read this issue because we got the advanced copy for this way back when, 
and 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 so like <laughs> i i love that first issue so much and i couldn't wait for the second one um so all against all issue two uh written by alex packnell with art by by casper wingard man this guy is fucking bananas i love his style and his coloring so much because it is it is such a contrast to everything else that we're sort of used to in comics and it's so bright and it's so vibrant yet it's a very dark story and we both loved the first issue and we, we talked to you know alex about it you know we we gushed about it but this this issue really it got a little bit more in depth we, we started to learn a little bit more about the characters you know sort of their culture but there was there were some scenes of violence with the human character helpless that we got in this issue did you did you give it yes. have a chance to look oh, at it yet oh yeah oh I, oh yep. baby it was it's wild because Wingard's style is so uh, is so unique, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, say like when Jason uh, Sean Alexander, right? Uh, you know, does something that's vicious, right? That's like it's very visceral, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very dark. It's very violent. Like this because of the colors that they're so bright. It like I don't know for some reason it made it pop even more. It like. It wasn't vicious in the same way. It was vicious in a completely different style and tone. But like you go, whoa, holy fuck! Because you you just there's some things, man, that he does that I didn't know he had in him. And 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 I've been reading Homesick Pilots, and I and I've read that, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that. But I don't I I don't recall anything in that series being nearly as vicious as what we got in this issue here. Oh. And um, it was like, again, you, you talk about like wanting to turn that page, wanting to see what's coming next, wanting that next issue now, or that, that propulsion. Like, I need it. I need it. I need issue three now. I don't want to yeah. keep waiting a month, right? Like, put it all together for me, Alex. Just keep sending me those those edits <laughs> as you're doing them, right? Just, just yeah. <laughs> because yeah, Joe could be your I, editor. Yeah, um, I can't get enough. So does Casper Wingard do his own colors in Homesick Pilots too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So that like, cause it very much like it, I, I actually for, had forgotten that was the case um, as I was scrolling through this, but yeah, like his, like it's, I can understand why he might always need to do that because he has, like you said, there's like a very distinct like texture and vibe to all of this. And um, in the, for, for this kind of a story too, it works really well. You highlighted a lot of things and I, I don't feel, really I think there's much more I need to add other than, the second to last page is, um, well, let's just say that's the money shot. Um, oh, wow. So um, very excited for issue three, like you, Joe. Uh, but, so let's move into, we got nothing from AWA this week. Um, but from Boom, we got a couple books that are on your pull list. Um, there's Know Your Station issue two, which I don't believe is on your pull list. But then Specs issue three. Grim issue seven, which we you're gonna we're we keep saying this. We're gonna do a Grim and Alice ever after um like show together at some point down the line, whatever our next mainline episode is in 2027. Um, but then there's one more book that you have talked about mainline, one of your first 10 books, I I, I think on the show. Um yeah. that uh, we got the 28th issue of this week. Yeah, something is killing the children 28. But before I get to that, real quick, like specs issue three, like phenomenal absolutely phenomenal. i mean that's a tldr worthy book i can't wait to, to discuss that one it's, so far it's been excellent but uh the book i i, I want to discuss this week because it's my 
I mean, I, I, I read a lot of great books this week, right? There isn't a ton volume wise from everyone, uh, but something is killing the children issue 28. I mean, this is, you know, by far, you know, this is a top three book for me. I, I can't ever, you know, say that enough, but mm-hmm. this arc in particular, like the first arc was great because it was something new, it was something different. It was, it was, it was wild. And then it just like kind of keeps getting better and better and better. But I, I, I almost feel as though this arc is my favorite and it's my favorite for a completely different reason. And that's because the villain in this, like I, I've talked about, it, it's not necessarily the monster uh, that Erica is, you know, having to face, you know, because it's, you know, wiping out all the children in this particular town, but it's the cat and mouse game between her and the order of St. George, which she, she used to belong to. And this character might be the mo- one of the most evil characters uh, that this is. I think this character is the most evil character this series has seen so far. But it's like it's right up there with just, oh, fuck you. You, you are just an evil. Oh, like uh-huh. you, you loathe and you detest. And it's the first time really that Erica Slaughter has sort of been on her heels uh where she's actually been a little terrified not of the monsters right but of of this particular character so it's just been you know the where their deladera's art continues just to be to be brilliant and the story titan's storytelling continues to be absolutely excellent i mean 28 issues in and it's as good as it has been if not better so i think that's been the story of the week like mm. we we this is the, the third book now we've talked about where it's like yeah it just keeps getting better and better and better there there's there there wasn't a plateau with this book that I've had with say the nice house on the lake or like I had with with Joker you know or you know some of these other books like sometimes like even even with um uh uh once a future there was mm. like a little period where it was like yes. and then right this, this has just been a straight rocket ship to the top for me. I absolutely love this. It's an all timer for me. Um, but this issue in particular was like, there, there's, there, there's a section of this book where, you know, the characters, the, 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 the main um, antagonist is, has done something fucked up, but you don't know what it is yet. And then when she is, when she sort of reveals her chess moves and you go, Oh, Fuck! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> oh, and then and then and Erica just okay. I'll figure this out, and, and that's sort of how the issue ends. So nice, excellent, excellent. That excellent. that I, that that bit right there is probably the best selling point that you brought up in all this. But you know, as you're going through everything, Joe, I know how much you love this book. Um, and I'm thinking about like you know from a from a show standpoint, um, if there's a way where we could do something with like um you know, comics on a budget, like, cause we, we are very fortunate to be able to read all the comics that we read because we get a lot of stuff for as review copies. But like, if we were only to read 10, be able to read 10 books, like that's all we can read in the course of a month, you and I, because of, you know, money, you know, whatever, like we don't get, if we weren't getting review copies and everything like that, I would be very curious. Like I know something is killing the children is on the list, but I, I wonder if that's something that, um, we should consider down the line as a show thing. Maybe it's like around when we're doing our annual and stuff like that. Like if you're only going to read 10 comics right now, there's only 10 titles. These are the 10 that you have to read. And we did our own list, but something killing the children, like I know would be on your short list. Yeah. That's a little tough too. Cause some of these titles are only four or five issues, six issues long. That's anyways. true. That's right. true. 
Yeah. Good for readers, yeah. but tough for uh, good for readers in some ways, but also tough in others. But uh, we move over to Dark Horse, uh, Star Wars High Republic Adventures issue two, The Ones issue three, Masquerade issue four, Assassin's Apprentice issue two, and then uh, a controversial book for the two of us, Spy Superb issue one, and not because of anything to do with the contents of the book. Uh, I am excited about that, and I will be talking about that in a second, but because I have called dibs on this book. And uh, you almost had there was almost it was not a Briar situation, but it was like almost you had almost read it at, before I called dibs or what's this, what is it again? So we talked about this book last week in the solicit as, and it was supposed to drop last week. And we just chalked it up to one of those situations where either uh, League of Comic Geeks fucked it up mm. Or Dark Horse just because sometimes they don't always send us all the review copies. You know, it, it, sometimes mm -hmm. we get some, sometimes right. most of the times we get all. But, anyways, so I was at Newberry Comics last week and I go, Oh, here it is. They must just not have sent us the review copy for some reason. It happens. No big sure. deal. So I grabbed it and I only grabbed a couple of books last week. Um, and uh, it's sitting on top. It's 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 the first book on top of my you know uh, to read stack, and then but I didn't get to it. And then you sent me a text because uh, you know, we did get it this week in our review folder. You said uh, Spy Superb. I've called dibs, mm -hmm. and I go you're lucky because I picked it up last week. You are lucky I didn't read it already because yeah. uh, you'd be sol. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's and I'm glad I I'm glad I call it when I did and. Uh... Sorry, not sorry, um, but I'll tell you what. I So Matt Kent is the writer on this series, and Matt Kent is also the artist on this series, which I don't know that I've ever seen Matt Kent draw anything personally. I I, I don't know. Have you? I, you know I'm of? pretty sure one of the books I read by, I can't remember off the top of my head, was him writing and drawing. Okay, but and then Charlene, Charlene Kent is the colorist, so I don't know if that's relative, his wife, either way. Um, so Spy Superb issue one right away when i see the art style again not realizing that it's matt kent i'm like well this is this is different okay like and, and and we've seen the synopsis and everything like that as i'm going through it interesting interesting then you get hit with this splash page and it's like whoa fuck all right but then as we start getting into the explanation and the concept of what is going on in this spy organization i am like this is awesome like this would be this. I think this could be a very fun thing as a show, a movie, probably better as a movie. And I feel like it's also setting up for this not universe. I mean, set in set in the real world still, but like a you could do stuff here and have it be this three issue series that it looks like it's planned out to be, and that's it. But then do more because of the structure of everything without getting into spoilers and everything like that. But the character, the, the main character, it seems like that we're going to be dealing with throughout um, the, the course of these three issues or one of the two main characters who's going to be dealing with the operative and everything like that, or the operation, I should say is a total, total loser. Like everything you can like hate about a person, just the, the absolute worst. And like, it's a ton of cliches, but it works perfectly because there are plenty of people like that. And I am, I felt great about this book. And it's like, this is a, this is a thick one too. You've already picked it up just so you know, this is like, you know, 56 pages in the review copy page. I mean, so that's probably more like something around like 50, 48, something to that degree. So it's long, but it's so good. And in the pacing on it too, is really, really good. So I, I really enjoyed this. I highly recommend you guys picking this up. I 
right now starting off with TLDR worthy first issue. So then th thus the dibs. All right. I like it. I like it. Um, so let's, I'm going to hammer through a bunch of these here, Nicholas, cause there's not a ton left. There's one left uh, that you'd like to talk about. So we'll save that for last from IDW crashing issue five and my little pony classics reimagined little Phillies issue three. That is on Swaggins pull list. Uh, from Dynamite, we have Red Sonya, Hell Sonya, Issue 2. From Titan, we have Blade Runner 2039, Issue 2. From Malar World, we have Nemesis Reloaded, Issue 1. I know that you're very excited about that one. Uh, from Vault, we have Mindset, Issue 6. Um, and End After End, Issue 5. From Skybound Images, um, Other Imprint, we have Dark Ride, Issue 4. From Ablaze Comics, we have Far Cry Esperanza's Tears, Issue 4. And then lastly, uh, this week, as far as we know, uh, from Comicsology, Nicholas, what do we have? Uh, before before going into that, I do want to point out Nemesis Reloaded. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Nemesis on the show at some point. That is coming through Image, um, as I think all of Millar's books do. But when it comes to Comicsology, we have The Book of Evil, Issue 2 out this week from Scott Snyder and Jock. And I said this after the first issue that there is no experience in comics like this. This is very, it's very different from everything else because it's, it's not, I mean, it is a comic, but at the same time, like you're not dealing with panels really like you have images mixed in throughout this, throughout what it feels more, was more like prose. Um, it's, it's a very interesting experience. I've really been enjoying it. And this, um, this, the first issue was great. The second issue picks up where it left off, and it is nuts. And what I'm really enjoying about it, too, is, I mean, this is what you get in prose, right? Like, you get descriptions of everything that's going on, and then, you, you know, as a reader, you go and have to you create these things in your head and have, you know, visuals for what's going on. But for this, it's almost like uh, like a hack, in a way, by, by Snyder and, and, and Jock, where... Scott will Jock may introduce like the look of a character, it, you know, at, at different points. Like there's an old lady in the first issue that's absolutely freaking batshit. I mean, most of the adults in this world are absolutely batshit, but the, you get this visual of this old lady and then you meet the kids and stuff. But now, like when certain things are referenced, you don't just have this own idea in your head that you came up with. You have an idea of how Jock and Scott Snyder envision these characters that they're talking about. And then on top of that, Scott is like, I mean, he's done some, you know, obviously he's done plenty of horror stuff and, and loves to, you know, push his artists to the limb and get after it. But in this, like, even in the first few pages, like the first few pages, man, it's just like, this is some of the most vicious stuff that he's written, I feel like, if not the most vicious stuff that he's written. Um, so I, I've really enjoyed it. Again, TLDR worthy book. Very glad I called dibs on this. This was a no brainer one for me back when we did our draft. I think this was my second overall pick. Well, um, then, yeah. Had to wait a while for it, but. It has very much been worth the wait. Uh, I don't know how many issues this is going to end up being, but through the first two, absolutely kick-ass. Love that. Love that. So with that, Nicholas, that That's is it. it for this week. That's that is uh, it. we, you know, a lot of books from the big three, and then, um, you know, boom, like didn't put out a ton, but at least three of them that I know of were absolute fucking bangers and, Mm -hmm. um yeah um no shortage of quality no 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 would you were you gonna go start pining about your chip again 
I'll always pine about my chip. Um, but yes, so it, again, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to our conversation, our latest conversation with Axel Alonso, make sure you go check that out. Very different from the Resistance Universe conversation that we had with him, talking about all the books that came out in 2022 um, that we you know, had been itching to talk with him about, whether it's Hit Me, Devil's Highway, Sacrament, a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation. Actually excited myself to go and listen back to it. Um, but then also, uh, so make sure you go and subscribe to our audio channels because the only place you're going to get those delivered right to your listening device. Make sure you leave a five-star review if you like the show too. Really appreciate it. And uh, maybe it was at a rating and maybe leave a review as well. Big help to the show. Other than that, Joe, until next week, stay sexy. You betcha, baby. <laughs> I like yeah. Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done.